Now is the only minute we have. We have no idea what tomorrow holds. This life happens once, and in the blink of an eye, it's over. Before we know it, 10 years have passed, and we have no idea where the time went. Every now and then, a gentle nudge appears, reminding us to live, to live out loud, and to live life now. This life is so beautiful when we stop to smell the roses, when we take a moment away to be present and to look at the miracles happening all around us. We can't help but want to celebrate. The small things we take for granted are really the big things. How often do you truly celebrate the joys of life? Are you living life or is life living you? I invite you to celebrate life in every moment possible before these precious moments pass on by. Don't put celebration off for another moment or another special occasion. Let's tap into it together. Step into your life and live to celebrate. Hello, hello, all my fellow celebrators. I am coming to you with another podcast episode, and this one actually hits home pretty hard. And I know that many of you listening will probably really, really resonate with the word boundary. So, you know, establishing boundaries is so, so important in our everyday lives. And it's something that many of us who have grown up as helpers or people pleasers or what my mom calls the uh, burnt toast. Uh, There's a book called burnt, you know, the burnt toast. And it's all about, you know, having, giving everyone else that good toast. And if there's one burnt piece, you'll save that for yourself. And it's how you just truly don't put yourself ahead of other people. My mom used to talk about this all the time when we were younger. And it's something that has really resonated to me for me, you know, growing up and kind of being a helper, you know, I was always that person who was everybody's rock. I was a strong one, you know, the counselor, the great listener, that person that everyone came to, to just share all their problems. Um, you know, as if I just was walking around with it, literally attached to my forehead, you know, and it became kind of a very unhealthy balance. And I wanted, you know, other people's happiness so much that a lot of times I really sacrificed my own. Again, that burnt toast, right? I made 20 pieces of toast and 19 of them are perfect. I want everybody else to be happy. So I'll just sit there and eat that burnt toast, even though I sat there and made it for everyone for breakfast. So, you know, it's one of those things that when it's out of balance in your life, you know, your your body truly starts talking to you and really start shutting down. And you re- start realizing that you don't actually have the energy or you're not producing at your highest self when you're constantly pouring into other people and not pouring into yourself. And, you know, it was really, really healthy transformation process for me to learn about boundaries, right? And learning how to interact with people differently, learning how to take care of myself and make myself my number one. And, you know, saying no has been always been hard for me. It's been hard for me for a very, very long time. And, you know, it's just, again, you go back to those tendencies of overcommitting and self-sacrificing because you truly don't have a relationship with that word no, a relationship with establishing boundaries. So, you know, having boundaries is something that I've realized that you can gain that confidence. You can gain some tools to really change those patterns that you have in your life. And I always tell my team, like, no is complete sentence. You don't necessarily have to always explain yourself, you know, but I'm going to give you some tools 
today on the podcast that will help you be better at saying no, will help you be better at, you know, talking to those people who really try to push a little bit too hard that won't take no for an answer that kind of give you that guilt trip or that whining, um, you know, or they, they compliment you so much about you're so good at something they want you to do that you kind of just do it. And, uh, you know, you're falling into that trap, but I want to teach you guys some tools on how to really deal with those types of people as well, because truly it's about, I want to help you look at the vision for your life that for, you know, some of you, it may be a long time since you've even thought about what your vision is, or you even let yourself dream because you're constantly pouring into other people. And I want you to know you're not defined by the contribution that you make to others. So that doesn't define your life. You know, it's a part of it. Yes. But you're, you're defined by that person that you're being. And when you're confident and you can stand up for yourself and you can truly be in alignment with your passions and your interests with every single decision you make, you know, because everything that you're saying yes to, you're saying no to something else. And, you know, um, my pranic healer, Caroline, she always says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And, you know, we should be that firm in deciding and setting boundaries and making decisions when people come to you with things that they want you to do or, you know, and I want to just kind of talk about like why saying no is so hard. And there's so many things that stem from it, you know, even all the way back to, you know, this is what's been created kind of in our society, that hero story, right? Everybody gets some sort of need for significance by taking care of other people and, you know, truly seeing that the contribution to others and this very hero complex really is supposed to make people feel better, right? It does make you feel good for a little bit, but at the same time, if it's not in alignment with what you would want to do, or it's, you know, kind of you're contributing for the wrong reasons and reasons that really limit your, your own ability to contribute to something else or to yourself, you know, that's when you start feeling out of alignment and you're kind of moving forward in guilt. And, you know, we want to really try to get away from that kind of hero complex, that hero idea that society has made us think that no is just the wrong word, right? We do say the path to yes in customer service, and there's always a path to yes, but there is an end point. There is a no point when, when enough is enough or are they're asking too much or being unreasonable. And that's something that we have to truly continue to balance and go through every single situation. But, you know, another reason why we, it's really hard to say, say no is we seek approval from people. And this is one of the key foundations to our perspective on conscious and, and consciousness is that we do want to feel connected to other people. We do want approval, but sometimes when we don't find approval within ourselves, we try to find that approval externally where then puts us in situations where we don't want to give, like to give in and say, no, we want to be able to contribute because we find a poor connection in that way. And again, talking about the connection with oneself, it's a benefit, but a benefit that holds us back, you know, and another aspect in why it's really hard for us to say no is obligation. And that feeling that is giving us meaning, but it's also feeling like we don't know how to say no. We don't know how to approach it because we feel obligated. We feel like we don't really have a choice, right? That comes from a lot of loved ones, a lot of family members. And really the important part to remember is that we always have a choice. Just like the other person has a choice, whether you help, you know, whether you help them, they might be able to find someone else to help if you can't help, or they might be able to empower themselves to figure out a way to, 
to help themselves, which is actually better. You know, sometimes it's better than us feeling obligated and helping someone when in fact we're holding them back when we help them. Uh, you know, we're, at, we're actually holding them back from actually doing the things that we know they can do or that if we just push them a little bit further and they dug deep and were a little more resourceful, they could figure it out. So there's those negative consequences of saying yes. And there's negative benefits of saying yes on both sides. You know, another example is guilt and fear of what others think is one of those major, major aspects of why it's really hard to say no. So if we feel guilty, if we feel, if we feel that fear of how the person might react or how they may view us, it might hold us back. You know, one thing that most people don't look at is that the need to say yes, is actually gives us a way to avoid our own path and to avoid our own problems. You know, you may, may be looking at our own life, right? You ever heard somebody, you know, that's going through a really difficult situation and they're like, well, you know, being at work and not thinking about it really helps me, right? You're kind of holding yourself back instead of really thinking through it, setting those boundaries, being able to say no, you know, holds you back from what you truly want. It gives us an excuse to say, why, why didn't I reach that goal? Well, was it really my fault? I was unable to reach my goal and reach my vision. Why? Because I helped this other person, you know, I was helping someone else or, you know, you have all these, um, due dates and things that you have to do for, let's say work or even in a relationship, you know, you miss something you say it's because you had to do something else, but at the same time, you know, it's truly holding you back because you said yes to them and you said no to something else that was actually more important to you. So that's something that we have to look at that because we might be able to justify our failure and it doesn't help us grow when in fact, we're not even trying sometimes because we have a way, you know, it kind of gets in our way of saying that we didn't reach our goal or a mission because of someone else or because of something we had to do. So that's a real true aspect of that guilt and that fear of that is wrapped around saying no. And, you know, I hope this kind of like sets a, a really small foundation of why it's difficult sometimes for us to say no, because there are benefits to say no. As much as there are positive ben benefits, there are negative benefits too. It can hold us back though to truly achieving what we want to achieve in life and being our true selves and seeing value in ourselves. And, you know, so when we flip that switch, you can help other people from a very different perspective. So, you know, I want to, first of all, you know, acknowledge any helpers that are listening, because uh, we're all helpers in some extent, especially moms, especially parents, right? We tend to kind of become out of balance. And in some ways, we even tend to cause harm unintentionally by overhelping our children. And so, you know, I'm going to go through some of those negative side effects in a little bit of being too much of a helper of being saying yes, too much. And, you know, some of these things are a little bit harsh, right? When we're really talking about, you know, parenthood, right? When you're doing everything for your kids, you know, laundry and cooking and cleaning and all of those things, you never teach them the life skills, you're actually doing them harm when you think you're helping. But in reality, you're doing them harm for being able to do those things for themselves in the future. You know, we, we tend to do that for people that are close to us and people that we love. You know, we want to take care of everyone, especially it's a primal, you know, female instinct. I'm a cancer, so I'm a motherly by nature and I want to help everyone around me. But, you know, there's there's times where I've had to take a step back and say, I can't help everyone. 
And, you know, those are the moments that I want you to really have that self-actualization of when it, when enough is enough and when you need to actually be able to say no, to be able to have balance, to spend more time with your family, to spend more time doing the things that you're passionate about, right? Why are we saying yes to things that are not in alignment with our passions and our interests? And I'll tell you many times is because people are, aren't defining them. They no longer know what their passions and interests are because they're so engulfed in helping everyone else that they've forgotten what they want to do for themselves. So there's a really cool formula on, you know, like creating a kind of a formula around saying no, if you're being put into a situation. So, you know, being preemptive is super, super important. Like it's much easier to say no, if we have a concrete reason for doing so, and we kind of plan ahead, like it means that we need to create the reason for saying no before we need it. Like a really powerful reason for saying no is that saying yes, in that very situation does not support you on your path to creating the life you want. You know, you're driven by your own vision, your own goals, and you know the importance of making your own decisions and boundaries. Like the more clear you are about what you want, clarity is one of my favorite words, the more able you are to set rules around that and the easier it becomes to make those hard decisions. Like part of being preemptive is blocking out time in your calendar for things that you want to accomplish, right? This way you have a concrete reason to say no. If you have something blocked in your calendar, if you have yoga or Let's just say you want to go to shopping and even put that in the calendar. If someone asks you to do something during that time, that's what gives you joy. And that's what, you know, is your passion and your interest. Then you have something to truly say no. Uh, You have something already committed in your calendar. You don't have to tell them what it is, right? But you're giving yourself justification that it's actually in the calendar. You know, that time should include time for relaxation and taking care of yourself, right? All those self-care things should be plugged into your calendar. So when something pops up last minute or someone needs help moving or anything and it interferes with pushing you forward, you do have the ability to say no. I mean, there is, you know, there's a little bit of guilt in there. Someone's helped you in the past and you know the right, you know intuitively what the right decision is to make. And we all do. And how many times, you know, you guys listening have said yes to something and immediately regretted it. And, you know, I've lived my life on that over committing and then, you know, feeling guilty and like just running scenarios through my head of how I'm going to get out of this. You know, we have to truly get to a point where, and this is like an ongoing process for me and boundaries is, you know, this five part formula for saying no, that I think is so, so important. So number one, you start with a compliment if one kind of fits into this situation. So, you know, saying thank you so much for asking me or thank you for thinking of me. Um, you know, I appreciate you recognizing my skills, anything like that. Uh, and the second part is, you know, give your answer. So your answer being no, um, you know, give your answer and no, it can be very vague. You can go into, you know, the why behind it, or you can just simply say it just doesn't fit. It's not in alignment with my schedule. It doesn't fit into my goals for this month, things like that. I mean, when you say things like that, I've said just no to people when they're like, would you like to go? you know, shopping and go to brunch. And I'm just like, no. And then you just sit there. There is power in that pause because people are just not used to people saying no, especially when it's fun things, right? Because we all want to go to brunch and we all want to go shopping. But sometimes, you know, you have to get work done or you have certain things that are going to move you forward and more aligned with those passions and interests. And you just got to make that that call. You have to make that call of what your gut is telling you you should be doing. So 
The third step is say thank you. Again, just repeat thank you so much again for thinking of me. Uh, The fourth one is encourage that person, right? So if it's something that you feel like they can do, like we have a rule in the office, like if you can Google it, please don't come to me with any question. Like if you can type that sentence into Google, I, I truly hope that you did that before you came to me. So encourage that person say, you know what? I, I've seen you do X, Y, Z before. I know you can do this on your own. You know, I encourage you to try to, you know, enlist you to go look for the tools that you need to get this done on your own. And a lot of times people are users. They feel like they've grown up in life being able to ask for help for everything and being able to persuade people to help them. And there are a lot of people like that right? Because they run out of time, they procrastinate, they get to the last day before something's due, and they want to ask someone else for help. And, you know, encourage that person to be a little more proactive next time. Or, you know, you're gonna, you know, I know you can stay up late tonight and finish this project, you know, you've done it before. And then the fifth step is really change the subject or excuse yourself. So change the subject and, you know, go on to something else, something a little more lighthearted, or even excuse yourself, just say you have a meeting or a phone call to make, or, you know, is that all you have for, for now? Things like that all the way through from one to five, like keep your demeanor light. And of course, smile, you know, a smile says no hard feelings, right? Just because I'm saying no, doesn't mean that I'm being harsh or disrespectful. It just means if I'm smiling through it, I'm light. Um, no, it's just no, it just doesn't fit in with what I'm trying to do right now. You know, when you think about like, should I say no, you know, when you're not sure whether you should say no or yes, you know, ask yourself a few simple questions that I always do. Like, do I want to do this thing? Or is it that I feel like I should? And that's such a powerful one. You know, will saying yes, bring me joy or meaning? Or will I feel dread or regret when this particular event or task rolls around? And I want you to really think about those things, especially when you're over committing your time to family and friends and, you know, things outside of the workday that will really, really like suck that time that you have for yourself and that self-care and all those things that are so, so important to fill your own cup. You know, some helpful phrases, like another important aspect of like being prepared in advance for like politely declining when someone else asks for your assistance is to be able to have some kind of key phrases that you feel comfortable with. And this will help you say no when you're being asked to do something that you may not want to do. So you can be like really super vague, but effective and saying thank you for asking, but that isn't going to work out for me right now. Or, you know, if you feel cornered and you don't really want to make a decision at the moment, you can say, I need to check my calendar and get back to you and come up with a reason to say no in the future. Or if you really do want to think through it, you know, another kind of way to approach it is in gratitude. Like, thank you so much for your enthusiasm and support. I'm sorry, I'm not able to help you at this time. You know, maybe in the future. Um, You know, I've had to use that one a lot here lately, just because my time is really, really, really um, shortened. You know, the kids are about to start summer. Uh, We've got a lot of things going on. I have a lot of travel when it comes to franchising and just saying like, you know, like with gratitude, I thank you so much for the support. I'm sorry, just not able to help you at this time. It just does not fit into the calendar. And, um, you know, or you just say no. Like I said, there's no is a complete sentence. Like things I'll have to pass on that and just say it and move on. Or, you know, just no, I'll have to pass. Unfortunately, move on. You don't ha- owe anybody a reason. You know, 
let's say people asking for money, like, I'm sorry, I wish I could help, but it's just not going to work out right now. Or, you know, I have a strict rule that I do not lend money in order to protect my relationships. You know, how powerful is that statement? Right? You know, again, I really appreciate you asking me, but my time's already committed. That's probably one of my favorite ones. It's just a very simple, straightforward statement. Um, You know, a lot of reason, like, my family's a reason, right? There's so much. Thanks so much for the invite. That's the day of, you know, my son's soccer game. I never miss these, you know, how it is. And especially when you're talking to another parent, that's a really good one too. Or, you know, that full schedule kind of response. I just don't have any room in the calendar right now. Be honest. Like if your schedule's full and you're filled, it doesn't have to be a mean, like you're really filled, like filled. It just means you have scheduled as much as you're willing and you're stopping at this point. And you kind of wish they would have asked sooner. You know, I know someone, basically, if you know someone else who might be able to help them, that's always a really, really good one too. Like I may not have time right now, but you know who somebody else that I know can help you and kind of recommend somebody else. You know, setting those boundaries is important. Let me tell you what I can do and then limit the commitment to what will be comfortable for you. That's a really, really good boundary. We're kind of in the middle. You're not saying no but you're letting them know what you can commit to. You know, if you can't physically be present at an event or to help somewhere, like what is it can I purchase? What is it that I can send? Is there any other thing that I can do? Because I don't want to just say no, but I want to limit my commitment that's going to be comfortable for my schedule. You know, and you know, if you say nothing, like not all requests require an answer. It feels rude to ignore requests, but sometimes it's the best way for everyone to kind of save face So I have a rule of thumb and I know a lot of people from my office are probably going to be listening to this, but it's no surprise to them. They all know. And if I get a request or I get a question uh, about help or something that I know they know the answer to, I will almost just not respond for a couple hours on purpose. And guess what? They always figure it out. So they're just looking for the easy way out or the, you know, that easy question to get it off their plate and move on but they're utilizing your time and it's disrespectful of your time if you've already answered that question before and or you've already answered that request before. So that's a little trick I always play. Um, I know my team knows I do it because I'll text back and say, did you find your answer? And they always typically do. So I want, you know, certain things, there's just really, really simple ones that I always go through. And again, this is something that has taken me a really, really long time and it still takes a long time. Uh, to really perfect this ability to say no. But when you're, I want to give you a couple of things like to deal with people who will not take no for an answer, which is always a very, very interesting one. But, you know, despite your best efforts or your best sentence, uh, some people will continue to ask even after you've told them they can't, that you can't help them. You know, this kind of behavior is truly inappropriate and you shouldn't feel bad about countering these continued requests with a very, very firm resolve. Like the person asking needs to know that you're not going to change your mind. And they're likely still asking you because, you know, number one, they feel desperate or, you know, number two, they believe they can wear you down, like wear your defenses down until you finally just say yes. You know, to stop this is simply let the person know you understand what they want and why they want it, but that you've told them no and that your answer is not going to change. You know, for example, you know, Sally, I know you really want my support and help, but I've already told you I'm not interested or I can't, and I'm not going to change my mind. So can you please stop asking? You know, it's very firm 
And, but it also lets them know that the more you push, the more that I'm, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm very firm in my responses. So you can also repeat the reason you gave in the first place, you know, for saying no, like example would be like, you know, Sally and I agreed that we're only committing to one extra activity this year and our time is already spoken for, right? I keep my promises to myself the same way I would to you. And I do wish you luck. And that's a very, very uh, formal and nice way of saying, please go away and don't ask me that question again. You know, I really wish I could, but, you know, I stick firm in my commitments and, you know, my time is already spoken for. You know, if necessary, you may also need to kind of remove yourself or avoid the further conversation. Sometimes it takes, you know, drawing hard boundaries. But the good news is that once you do it, the people in your life learn that they can't break you. And so they stop trying. You know, and you stop having to feel that guilt. You know, it's really important in sticking to your decisions. You know, research suggests that when we make a decision in a way that allows us to change our minds later, we tend to be a lot less happy with the decisions that we make. So like once we decline an invitation or say no to something, we need to make an effort to focus on the good that will come from saying no, not the regret or guilt we feel after turning down an offer, Right. Like I no longer have FOMO and it's like the greatest feeling on the planet, right? When you say no to something and then you go look on Instagram, you're like, oh God, that looks fun. Why did I say no to it? And you're constantly going back and forth. Like FOMO doesn't exist in a world where you're super stuck in your decisions that you decided not to do something or not to go to something. You know, most importantly, we, we like, we must not change our minds due to pressure or guilt. And that's the biggest one. Not only does that set a bad precedence with others that we can be worn down to say yes, but it also makes us lose trust in ourselves and our ability to make a decision that honors us and really stick to it. So I challenge you guys to really think of different ways and different scenarios that, you know, maybe sitting with you that you've said yes to that you could learn how to say no to. And understand that saying no, you can still have a caring and compassionate heart and still be able to say no to certain situations and to certain people. And it doesn't make you any less of a person. So I challenge you guys. I want you to be successful. I want you to, you know, push towards your own passions, push towards your own interests and be able to say no in a way that is truly empowering And truly, you know, it helps you really, really change your life and your perspective and trust yourself and that intuition, that ability to know that every decision you're making is moving towards a greater purpose. So I love each one of you and looking forward to the next episode. And please message me. Let me know any situations or any challenges you're having that you've worked through in the power of saying no. Thank you guys so much.